We're going to look at Ephesians 4, verses 11 through 16. And um, we're, it's a passage that talks about bodybuilding. Now, it may not be bodybuilding in the sense that you typically think about bodybuilding. Bodybuilding, as we typically think about it, is often a self-promoting pursuit. Now, I say often because um, uh, training our muscles, that's a good thing. It's a healthy thing. We should all do it to some extent. There's many ways and many moments in which we do it with right motives. And it's true that typically we think of bodybuilding as a self-promoting pursuit. So as I've listened to this passage, uh, Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, um, I've become convinced that this passage is teaching that bodybuilding is for humble people. So we'll, we'll get into that more in a moment. Turn with me to Ephesians 4, and I'll say just a few things about the context of where we're coming into this letter In the first three chapters, Ephesians 1 through 3, Paul is articulating the the good news of what Jesus Christ has done. And it is a beautiful articulation. I encourage you sometime this week to be reminded of the beauty of the gospel, to read Ephesians 1 through 3. So that then sets us up for what's coming in as Paul writes in Ephesians 4, verse 1. He refers to himself as a prisoner for the Lord, and he's acknowledging also that many of the people that are reading his letter, that is that describes them as well, and it even today it describes many of us as well. We are prisoners who have been captivated by the love of Christ. We have given our allegiance to to Christ, and, and he encourages us as those who are prisoners for Christ to be humble. So we'll, we'll come back to that. He encourages us to be humble. In verse 4, he talks about these followers of Christ, those who have placed faith in Jesus um, as one body. So we who have placed faith in Jesus, we are one body. In verse 7, he talks about how he gave gifts to men and women. And and it's right for us to think, okay, these gifts that are given to men and women, is this about um, he gave uh, gifts to us to give to others? Or is this he gave us as gifts to others? And, And I think the reality is both are included, and I think it's helpful and important to remember that both are included. I I know for myself, if I see myself primarily as the one with gifts to give, then I can develop this inflated sense of my charge over my own gifts, and my eyes can get fixated on my gifts, me as the giver of gifts to someone that I might come across. If I see myself primarily as the gift that God is giving to someone, then I'm reminded that he has charge over this gift that he has given, and my eyes can get fixated on him, the gift giver. So I realize that there's a way in which we've been given gifts to share with others, and there's a way in which we are the gifts that have been given by God to each other. So it's with that context that we enter into verse 11, which says this, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers. 
So he, he's given people with these giftedness. The, the similarity between those, gifted, uh, those gifts is these are people who are their word of Christ proclaimers. They're in some setting proclaiming the word of Christ to a number of others. So he's given these word of Christ proclaimers. And we see in verse 12, um, why has he given these word? What are these word of Christ proclaimers to be doing? They're to, as verse 12 says, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. So verse 12 is telling us that the purpose of of, um, these gifts, uh, of the word of Christ proclaimers, the purpose is bodybuilding. It's not the individualistic, self-promoting version of bodybuilding, uh, but it's completely the opposite, actually. The bodybuilding, the body of Christ building is what this passage is speaking of. So those who place faith in Jesus are, as verse 4 says, they're one body. So I, you know, we can think about um, we as a local church, as covenant church, we are a particular expression of the body of Christ. We've been given to each other to build each other up, to build up the body of Christ. Consider this this beauty, the beauty in this design of of our all-knowing and all-powerful God that he has given us to build up the body, which is this expression, this local expression of the church. He gives us, we we all know this, whether we like it or not, we all have needs and we all have gifts and he designs it in a way that these gifts can, can meet these very particular needs. So together, as these gifts meet these needs, we build up the body of Christ. We become strong and healthy. So we've been given to each other to build each other up. The next question that comes to my mind then is, what is it when I think about these needs and these gifts um, what does it feel like to have a need, first of all? So I think of this silly illustration, but it, it, it makes the point that um, the truth is I cut my own hair. So I feel pretty self-sufficient, and it's a pretty simple haircut, you know, not a big deal, but, but I, I feel pretty self-sufficient because I can cut my own hair. However, I can't actually complete, I, I need someone's help to finish cutting my hair, because the truth is, no matter how I have tried with mirrors and reaching, I can never trim that back where the hairline meets the neck. I can never quite get that, so I need help with that. And Amanda is the person that helps me with that. So how does it feel to have a need? Honestly, it feels kind of humbling. I can't complete that task on my own. I need someone's help. So every time I ask Amanda to help me finish my haircut, it's a little bit humbling because I need her help. And the truth is, there's, there's a bond, it's bond-making, bond-forming when someone meets a need. So we feel that in, in much deeper ways, right? It's humbling to feel, to recognize your need, and it's bond-forming when there's someone that steps in and meets that need. So then I think about um, what does it feel like to to meet a need? What about the other side of that? 
And I think about, you know, whether we are meeting a need through um, serving, providing a meal um, or, or a gift of some sort, whether it's a financial gift or a gift of time or, or a gift of words of encouragement. Um, so many different ways that we can meet a need of each other. And, and the reality is that as we do that, I think we find that there's something about that that feels right. It feels life-giving. It feels good to meet the need of someone else. Recently, my, my son Josiah, uh, who's nine years old, he and I took uh, um, a little time on, um, and, and we helped someone move a number of things from point A to point B, clear out a room and, and move it and get ready for something. And after we were done with that, Josiah's comment to me was, Dad, that was fun. And I think what that was was his nine-year-old expression of, you know what, I felt like I did something helpful, useful. This was good and right. Uh, This was life-giving. This was a good thing to do, to meet a need. So while meeting a need is always or or almost always costly in some way, I think it's also life-giving. So as we think about meeting needs, let's keep going in verse 13 and read what this says next. So we, um, these gifts are given to equip the body for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. And then verse 13 says, until, so it's built up, until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of of Christ. So the body is to be built up until we reach the spiritual formation that God has intended for us. Spiritual formation to the glory of God is the ultimate goal in this pursuit. Works of service that contribute to my individual spiritual formation, they're also contributing to the spiritual formation of those that I'm serving. I love this definition of spiritual formation that says this, spiritual formation is the process by which we are formed into the image of Christ for the sake of others. So this is a process. It's God's work in us and it involves our work. God uses our work in part for our own spiritual formation and in part he uses our work for the spiritual formation of those that we're building up. So therefore, and this is interesting, we are part of each other's spiritual formation. That's a pretty intimate place for us to have in each other's lives. But then again, the the family metaphors and the body metaphor that that the New Testament talks about frequently, those, those are pretty intimate metaphors for us to think of ourselves as family, as one body. So it causes me to think then, um, am I, are, are we serving each other as if we are one family member serving another family member? You know, think of the way that uh, a grandmother will rearrange her life and her schedule so that she can serve and help with her grandchildren. Are, are we serving one another like two family members? 
Or I can ask the, the question, am I serving you all as if um, as I would serve my own body part? Am I serving you as, you, as, as if you are actually part of my body? We're given to each other to build each other up. Here's the, the honest truth as I, I think about it. Um, I think that everyone in this room longs to have some needs met, to be served. The truth is, and maybe we could even go further than that to say, I believe that everyone in this room wishes that someone in this room would meet a certain need that they have. And then here's the kicker that I think is often true. Most of us in many moments, we're afraid to be vulnerable enough to let others know about the needs that we have so that they can serve and meet those needs and help build us up. We're a complex group, aren't we? So as we think about, um, Paul says next, he says, um, as we give ourselves to the building up of each other out of obedience to Christ, we will, and let's look at verse 14 through 16, we will then no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their uh, deceitful scheming. Instead, Speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is, Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. As each part does its work. So when all the parts of the body serve to build the body up, the body gets stronger. I think of, you know, this reality that um, there's, there's no perfect illustration and all metaphors break down at some point, but um, I, I want to just bring you into this illustration, and, and I think it, it helps uh, serve the point. Um, I recently saw a friend of mine um, deadlift from the ground 225 pounds, clean it up, and then press it all the way above his head. So 225 pounds, that is a lot of weight. So the parts of his body were serving each other and working together to put 225 pounds up over his head. In fact, for some time, those parts of the body had been serving each other and building each other up so that he could put 225 pounds over his head. They had been serving the body and making his body strong. I think of another friend who recently had a surgery, and after the surgery, he was told by the physician that you um, should not lift for a certain amount of time. You should not lift more than 10 pounds. So most of the parts of his body were working just fine, but there were a few parts of his body that weren't serving the rest of the body, and he could not lift more than 10 pounds. So I hold these two examples up to contrast this, this one body, the parts serving and building each other up, and he lifts 225 pounds. And this other body, some of the parts are not able to build the body, to, to build the body up, and the body can only lift 10 pounds. So then the, the convicting, the helpful, the important question is, 
as a local expression of the body of Christ, covenant church, which are we? And, you know, I think we maybe somewhat defensively or proudly or, or something, we say, well, you know, it, we're probably somewhere in the middle. Or, or maybe actually, maybe we're, we're getting closer to the, the body that can lift 225 pounds. And I think it's important to, to think about that and, and maybe even to go to the next question of this. Um, how do we get stronger? So if we're, if we're not quite to that lifting 225 pounds, but, but we have a lot of parts of our, our body serving well and building each other up, what, what do we do to get stronger? Paul's answer to us is right in this letter, and he says that, that we get stronger by each part doing the work of serving each other to build the body up. Remember in verse 16, he says, as each part does its work. So, for instance, if we have covenant church, if we have really big biceps, metaphorically speaking, um, but weak lower back muscles, we're not going to be able to pick 225 pounds off the ground, no matter how big our biceps are, if our lower back is weak. So, for us to think when the body, when the, bo- when the parts of the body serve To build up the body, the body gets stronger as each part does its work. So I want to get real practical for a moment and tell you about some parts of this body of Christ that need to be served so that they can be built up. So I think of our kids' ministry. Our kids' ministry right now has 53 men and women serving regularly in beautiful ways, but they won't be lifting 225 pounds until they get 18 more men and women serving regularly. I think of our student ministry. Right now they have nine men and women serving regularly as small group leaders for middle school and high school, but they won't be lifting 225 pounds until they get two more male small group leaders. Travis and Rob could give similar numbers related to worship arts ministry and congregational care if you ask them, and I encourage you to ask them. In regards to money, I can think of how we are a generous church family who is offering up more than $2 million each year uh, for kingdom work in tithes and offerings, and that is a beautiful picture of the generosity of this church family and Can you even imagine if we all in this church family were giving a tenth of our income to kingdom work, we would in that situation be giving, be lifting far more than 225 pounds. When the parts of the body serve the body, the body gets stronger. So as you consider what it means to serve this local expression of the body of Christ, this particular church family, I want to walk you through a really practical step. And and that involves uh, right now, to the extent that you're comfortable, involves getting out your smartphone. And what I want to do uh, with your smartphone, if you get that out right now, I want you to go to covenantepc.org. Org. And there'll be a video up here that will show that will kind of walk us through this. Um, so you pull it out and you, you pull up uh, 
covenantepc.org. And as you click on, um, click on that, you'll see the screen. You go all the way down to the bottom where the footer is, and there's a word serving in the footer. If you click on that, you'll, you'll see my face and this greeting. You move past that. Um, beneath that is this form that you can fill out and learn a little bit about the opportunities to serve. And I would encourage you, would ask you, um, would challenge you to consider filling out this form sometime today. You don't have to do it in this moment, but now that it's open on your screen, you can easily come back to it when you pull Safari back up later. But fill this out sometime today. If you're not comfortable with doing that on your iPhone, there'll be people in the back in the Welcome Center after this service with iPads, and they would love to walk you through this form. Filling this out will put you in a conversation with one of our leaders that will have, um, where we'll help you learn about some ways that you can be building up this body of Christ. Bodybuilding is for humble people who are passionate about following Jesus by using their gifts to build up the body of Christ. Our culture tells us that, that we should build our career or that we should build our reputation or that we should build um, our security or build our recreational options or opportunities. And, and God tells us that we should build up the body of Christ. I want to pray as we consider that encouragement from Scripture. Father, I thank you for your word to us that is helpful for life and godliness. We receive this word. You encourage us to, to build up the body of Christ. You give us this gift of each other where gifts can meet needs. And I ask, Father, for each of us this week that, that we would hear from you, that we would take steps in obedience, steps towards building up this body of Christ. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Would you stand and respond with me as we consider these things?